We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, November 22nd, 2019. Alex Berutha here with Ken K. Train Kreitz on the line. All aboard. Shannon is out sick. So again, I this is technically the Three Amigos podcast, uh, but it's really just been, been two of us. <laughs> I don't think you and Shannon have Actually, I don't think you and Shannon have spoken to each other for, was it three, four months now? You know, and it got worse. I got actually the funny thing is I got stranded in Madison when my flight was canceled. I had the flight canceling been different. I could have been in person with you guys for a pod. But anyway, yeah, with bad attendance, I apologize to my four fans out there. I've not I've not attended as well as I should. It's well, Mike, Bar- Mike Barnard's the only one that notices. <laughs> 
Shout out to Mike. Shout out to uh, Mike. He always tweets always tweets after the pod commending some silly comment I made. And I think, hey, fan. <laughs> it's a really nice Yahoo DFS article for the site, CBS mailbag that goes up on the site. Yes. Um, right. So let's let's dive into some news before we get into um, some. Well, we'll save we'll save the segment, but it's a Harvey Grant related. Oh, uh, baby. Oh, bring it. The uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, it's like a death spiral, Ken. Yes, absolutely. I typed the words death spiral into the notes, thinking maybe that was too dramatic. And then I, you and I chatted and we're like, no, that's about accurate. I mean, signing Carmelo Anthony, what, Allen Iverson wasn't available? Like, what kind of a red flag <laughs> is that? You know, um, he's going to get some stats. I, it's so painful to watch his post-up moves um i remember though uh you know pre-game before this started and it was uh you know part of the espn doubleheader last night and i was like why is there not sports gambling in vermont because i would put my life savings on Giannis getting a triple double tonight with Car- carmelo anthony and anthony tolliver trying to guard Giannis. are you kidding me I mean, and of course do you want to you want to get into Giannis's stat line with carmelo uh attempting to play defense I <laughs> you have it in front of you? I do. It's 24 yeah. points, 15 assists, 19 boards. I think half of those boards actually caught on the bounce because he was there at about an hour and a half earlier than the big men of Portland. Such a mess. Uh, Hassan Whiteside out last night, but he's clo- you know, even if he was in, he's not solving any problems for these trailblazers. Way too much hero ball. Fewest assists in the NBA. I will give C.J. McCollum uh, credit 10 dimes last night. Is he and not Lillard? You know, well, Lillard, uh, obviously Lillard out last night. Um, but uh, just what a mess. Do you, do you see any hope in Portland? I don't think so. I uh, I liked their, and I, I mean, I'm coming from the perspective of where I liked their under on the season um, to begin with, just because their margin for error uh, since yeah. the beginning of the year was so small and it was always a bad sign when their main offseason moves that they were hyping up was like, hey, we got Mario Hazonia, and there's this guy, Anthony Simons, that only we know about. Right. It's going to be a great season. And Ken Baysmore like, well, is younger than you think. Right. Yeah. You know, he used to play point guard when he was a rookie for the Golden State Warriors. Ever heard of them? Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's... <laughs> I I am not not particularly high on the on the Trailblazers because they don't they don't have any I don't think meaningful depth that you know I mean CJ is <clears throat> CJ um, is fine but yeah. when he's your number one option on any given night you actually don't feel good about that. Hey, let's give some credit to Al Farouk Aminu. I mean that guy is solid year after year, um, buried and again now on the Magic. But boy, talk about a wing the Trailblazers could desperately use. I'm sorry, what did you say, Alex? And Mo Harkless. Oh, yeah, yes. And Mo Harkless fits in beautifully with the Clippers, playing very well with that group. Hazonia, 10 minutes last night, he did all of one rebound. Everything else was goose eggs. <laughs> 10, minutes. 10 minutes. He probably was just sitting there, and the rebound just landed in his hands. I, I did not. I did watch most of this game, but I did not see the one rebound. I'm sure it was glorious. From um, I, I was just going to I was going to say real quick, the maybe the surprising part is the Trailblazers actually covered the spread here from a gambling yeah, perspective. They covered the great, yeah. line, which was 11 and a half. It got moved up to 14 as the news of 
Whiteside and everyone came in. Alert but back. Bucks were on a second half of a back-to-back. It was a kind of a bad situation for them. Um, By the way, have, Damian Lillard's back is supposed to be healthy enough for him to play Saturday for you, Damian Lillard fans, which uh, obviously uh, there are a lot of. Alex, Dante DiVincenzo is playing really well for the Bucks um, with Middleton out. Uh, 16-6-1 and one with a steal last night. Does he bump Matthews from the starting lineup when Middleton returns? That's a that's a hard question to ask or a hard question to answer. I think, you know, 11 think, years younger. DiVincenzo, 11 years younger. <laughs> I looked than Wes Matthews. Uh, I would think there's a little more future in DiVincenzo. There is. I, I would agree with that. Um, he he didn't play a lot last year. He dealt with some injuries. I, I feel like he I think it was a foot thing regardless. It would surprise me if it bumped Matthews from the starting lineup just because of the, you know, the veteran presence, all that stuff. But DiVincenzo is, and, you know, if you watched him last year, he is a surprisingly good defender. He's athletic, can hit threes, um, very much fits this um, Mike Bougainholzer system. You have to shoot from outside if you're playing with Giannis. And he can do it. He He did it at Villanova a little bit. Dude at Villanova, um, you know, I think Vincenzo falls into that classic. I, I say this every year. Sophomores are always underrated in fantasy basketball, meaning people who yes. love to dive into the details of all the youngsters salivate about looking at all the new rookies and they like instantly forget all of the prior year's rookies. You know, and drop them like a bad habit. And it always seems like sophomores are a cheap bargain. I got to check our CBS league. Who's got DiVincenzo in the keeper league. I, I, I feel like he should bump Matthews, but you are our bucks insider because you live in the state of Wisconsin. I, I actually had DiVincenzo last year on the G league contract. And I, I let him go because I was oh. afraid that it just wouldn't be like a value quote unquote. But I mean, the thing about DiVincenzo, this, he just played his 39th NBA game. Like he's, he is, yes, he is a sophomore, but he didn't get much experience last year. I mean, he's averaging per 36 this year, 16 points, seven rebounds, three assists, 2.7 steals. Um, I think I think he definitely has a pretty significant future in the league, even if it doesn't necessarily come this year. But the Bucks do need I mean, with, you know, yeah, they, I, they've still been playing well with Brogdon up, but they still need someone else to kind of step up besides Middleton Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they Pat Connaughton's always going to be bench fodder. I don't. And that, Matthew's at 33 years of age. Frankly, should probably be coming off the bench, too. But let's get to the other news. Uh, Alex, how worried should we be about all the busted ankles in Orlando? Nikola Vucevic out four weeks, now they're saying, after his MRI. The Gordon, and then Aaron Gordon, also busted his right ankle. He's apparently more day-to-day. His MRI news came back a little better. The Orlando beat writers seem to think Kem Birch and not Mo Bamba is going to get the boost in minutes with these injuries. Do you agree? I think I do. I It's funny that you, you bring this up because I think I was listening to a podcast. It was might have been even a month ago where someone almost kind of offhand, like a comment that you would never, you no normal person should commit to memory, but <laughs> saying that, but saying that like Steve Clifford would much prefer Ken Birch to be the the guy at backup center, but the organization is kind of pressuring him to get Bamba out on the court. Um, so I think this all I think this all lines up with what I've heard in the past. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kim, Kim Birch is like he's 27 years old. 
He's the classic grind in the G League, play overseas. He's a grinder. You know, he's going to do the dirty work on the glass, um, and he's going to hit some nice put-back layups, and he's going to play good defense. I think from a fantasy standpoint, though, Birch gets more minutes, but Mo Bamba has the higher upside on the playing time here. Um, Though I've also seen it postulated that if Gordon's really just missing a day or two, really what happens is they they move Jonathan Isaac out of small forward and play him at center, uh, get Aminu more minutes. Right. Uh, But yeah, Clifford and Bamba, that seems like a permanent doghouse situation. It kind of does. I mean, Bamba hasn't been... He hasn't been particularly impressive as his, you know, per 36 numbers don't really stand out. His numbers with Vucevic off the court don't really stand out. There's not, I mean, the blocks are nice. Three blocks per 36 minutes, obviously good. Um, The three ball isn't falling the way people hoped it would. I think that people were probably a little too optimistic about his like (laughs) legitimate three point shooting ability early in his career. I think Bamba is very much a long-term prospect. And um, I think I think the move of Isaac to center actually makes sense. Uh, it would turn them more into a floor spacing team. I mean, this the main problem for the Magic here is that they were already the sixth worst team in mm-hmm. terms of offense, and losing mm-hmm. Vucevic is the is the hub of their mm-hmm. offense. I <laughs> yeah. looked I I looked up you know their most frequent non Vucevic lineup. It's Augustine, Ross, Aminu, Gordon, Bamba, which is basically minus 10 per 100 possessions. And their most frequent non-Vooch, non-Gordon lineup is minus 18 points per 100 <laughs> possessions. I mean, this is going to be a problem for them. Um, so, And Birch, you know, Birch is one of those guys you appreciate that he still has an NBA job, but he's not turning around those numbers. He's not all of a sudden, ooh, let's ISO Kem Birch on the baseline. No, I think um, the problem with this from a fantasy perspective is I'm not sure there's any actionable thing yeah. you can do. I mean, if you're in a I, deep I picked, league, pick I up Bomba. I picked up Bomba in a deep league that has daily transactions, too, where, like, that works. If, if the first or second box score is a disaster, okay, I'm moving on. No problem. But I just think the limited – I love Ken Birch as a player, uh, as a grinder off the bench, but fantasy-wise, just a little limited. Uh, a little limited. Sorry. Well, hey, only two games last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Those those Orlando injuries occurred on Wednesday. Th- last night was the MRIs. Tell, talk to me about the other game last night, Alex. Well, the oh, just ugly. Um, ugly. Yeah, I mean, it, Brandon it Ingram like, coming back like matters. Christ- it was like an ugly Christmas sweater turned into a basketball <laughs> game. <laughs> we're not even we're not even at the Thanksgiving yet. Uh, I'll talk. Yeah, about I mean. Yeah, we will. Ingram has, he's been back for two games, uh, still taking basically 20 shots a game. You know, you mentioned before the podcast that he had four turnovers, but it looked like more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just sloppy. sloppy. It's just, it's, it's young teams. And Kenny Smith actually, uh, highlighted this on the video at halftime. It was just like two young teams, missing veteran players, like in a bad pickup game where right. if you were the old guy on the court, you'd be like, I got to get out of this game before I get hurt. Cause this is just <laughs> people falling down, knees bending like, ugh, it, uh, like either it was painfully slow or they were constantly pushing the ball up and down the court with, with bad numbers, you know, like 
Every time you'd go, oh, he doesn't have numbers. Wait, he shot? Wait, you don't have numbers? Like, like, come on. It's a basic fundamental. If it's like a one-on-three, you wait for your teammates. (laughs) It's like a game where both teams are okay with losing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has to win here. Yeah, so the Uh, Suns are missing. We're missing Aaron Baines, Ricky Rubio. I think Rubio's got back issues, right? Of course, Aiton's suspension. And then you've got the Pelicans are missing Zion, of course, his injury. Derek Favors, is it his back that's acting up again? I I, uh, I, I can't keep up with his injuries. He, so. he was supposed to be such a wonderful sleeper and just hasn't done anything yet. Sorry, yeah, lower back spasms for uh, Favors. Okafor was out. Hart was out. Um, I think they played a game with seven players the other night. But um, anyway, the Pelicans somehow, though, have won three in a row, five of the last seven. How? I have no idea. I'll tell you my takeaway from that game, though. Sell high on Brandon Ingram. He's lighting the stat sheet up. But when Zion comes back, even a healthy Okafor in favors, uh, it, it, I, it just, I, I just can't see Ingram keeping this up. But you guys are a little more favorable than those prior young Lakers. What's your stance on Ingram? I would, if I'm selling high on Ingram, it's mostly because of the shooting percentages. Um, I think that he has established himself as someone who can be a high usage player and a ball handler. And from what we saw of Zion and to be precise with Ingram's percentages, he's shooting 52% from the field, 45% from three, and he's almost 10% higher than his. Yeah. He's almost 10% higher than his career free throw percentage. I'm not saying he can't make that jump because this is his age 21 season, but those numbers are mostly unsustainable. The, and from what we've seen of Zion, He can be a guy who is actually a relatively low usage player, but be highly effective. I mean, what we saw him do in the preseason was a lot of like baseline dunks, um, you know, a lot of drives off of cuts. So I think it it won't hurt Ingram's usage too much. And I am not convinced Derek Favors can stay healthy as kind of an injury history as well. So I'm not too worried about Ingram's usage, but the percentages, that is 100% a reason to sell high on Ingram. Um, but I think in most cases, he is a decent hold. I don't think I'd be looking to trade Ingram necessarily. And and I will totally confess, I am visually biased on Ingram because every time I see him, I think he's going to snap a bone. He looks, <laughs> he weighs like four pounds. It, frankly, it's like watching my own son when he was like 14 playing like uh, uh, basketball and, and soccer in the neighborhood. And I'm just, and he was like my height and weighed four pounds. And I just thought that boy's going to snap in half. <laughs> Sam, luckily though, to Sam's credit, my son, he did not break, and maybe I, I'm just, maybe I'm just, what is it if you're unnaturally biased against skinny people? That must, what's, what is, there must be a word for that. Uh, I mean, it might be skinny shaming. Yeah, it might be skinny shaming. <laughs> I think that might be <laughs> might, it. That's straightforward. I'm, I'm overly concerned about very skinny people. I should be more supportive. All right. That's, anyway, that's where, where am I going here? <laughs> I'm going nowhere. Help me out here. Talk to me about some value in the fantasy uh, daily fantasy world, Alex. I would I would absolutely love that. The big prizes in daily fantasy are attractive, but you have to finish in the top 2% out of thousands of experts to win any real money. So even on your best day, you still feel like you're losing. Now you can play something better, Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a house-based game that combines the best of daily fantasy and survivor pools. Each Stat Hero contest lasts multiple days, but only requires one entry fee. So your money lasts longer. Yes, you can play multiple days with only one entry fee. 
Stat Hero gives you smaller contests and more chances to win, and Dang. no more competing with sharks or experts ever because your only competition is Stat Hero itself. You play Stat Hero, you beat Stat Hero, you get paid by Stat Hero. Survive the game and download Stat Hero today and see how the face of Daily Fantasy has changed. Finally, a game designed for the rest of us. Stat Hero now open for NFL and NBA and available on both iOS and Android. Very nice. For more information, please visit StatHero.com. That's StatHero.com. So for uh, today's... Shannon's, Shannon's got me a little Go into Stat Hero. I know he loves it. Okay. I, I've, I've, I, I'm early in. I like it. I will I will say uh, I haven't na- not nearly played as much as Shannon, but so far it's fun. But let's cut, yeah, cut to today's topic, Alex. So I, you, you had this idea for a topic, which is which is a great topic. And the guy, you, you wanted to use someone to describe <laughs> or present an example embody. for, yeah, to embody the example. It's good players on bad teams. I'll kind of, I'll let you take the floor on, on your own idea here. Yeah, so we're calling this the Harvey Grants. So even the worst NBT, NBA team has to chuck 60, 70 att- shot attempts a game, right? Someone's got to take those shots. And there's always somebody on these terrible teams that winds up with good stat lines. And to me, the embodiment of that is Harvey Grant. Now, Harvey is the less known twin brother of Horace Grant. Horace Grant being part of those 90s Chicago Bulls championships with Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, of course. Well, Horace had a twin brother, Harvey. And Harvey was a solid NBA player, but he was kind of more your first or second guy off the bench, kind of a tweener full forward. Wasn't sure if he was a power forward or a small forward. Um, but he had three years with some just atrocious Washington bullet squads from 1990 to 93, where he was draining 18 points a game and seven boards a game. Uh, when he really was a nine and three guy and the other, like eight years of his career, he was nine points, three rebounds a game. But for three years, he was on such terrible bullet squads that he put up awesome stat lines because he was the only professional basketball player on the team. I think he played, he overlapped with a really old Mark Price. When Mark Price had nothing left, the Bullets signed him for a year, and they're like, hey, we got Mark Price. And you're like, yeah, he's 62 years old. (laughs) That'll tell you about the, the Bullet teams back then. So anyway, we're talking about, here are some players on some terrible teams, because frankly, Alex, right, you don't, when you're choosing your league pass options, the terrible teams are not where you're going, right? No, I uh, I generally don't want to watch like the Malcolm Brogdonless Pacers. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, TJ Warren launching like 19 shots. Right. Not not my favorite. And the Pacers are almost too good to qualify for the Harvey Grants. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like there's gold to be found on these awful teams. Uh, and we'll start with some big names. But then we'll we'll dive into some maybe lesser known ones. But uh, you had you, I think you like to bring this player up just to to, to uh, poke me in the ribs with my Celtic fandom. But who's your first Harvey Grant nominee? This is more of like a hot take uh, okay. or just something that needs to be brought. I, initially, I put Kyrie Irving kind of as a joke, but then I thought about the old Kyrie Irving Cavs led teams that didn't really go anywhere, and now the Nets after signing Kyrie are kind of in, I want to say they're in shambles, but I think they're six and nine right now. They're just not doing very well. He's hurt again. Um, mostly I just want to bring up this stat that Kyrie 
led NBA teams where he leads the team in win shares have gone a combined 137 and 189. <laughs> yes. Uh, not He's the very cooler. Good. He's the cooler. He's the A-Rod of the NBA. Kyrie Irving is really good. I don't think he's a number one guy. And I don't know if that's a hot take, but uh, I just, he's, I don't think he can be your number one guy on a team, which is, they signed Kevin Durant. He, it, Kyrie isn't supposed to be the number one guy on this, on this Nets team. And he hasn't been a number one guy since, you know, that final year that he was alone in Cleveland uh, before LeBron James. Uh, a, a name you threw out, uh, or you have listed here, maybe a modern day comp is Bradley Beal. Well, the the wizard, the Washington parallels too obvious, but sure, like Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal's too big a name to re- deserve a Harvey Grant. But I was thinking maybe, maybe fifteen years ago, uh, in the future, when they're trying to explain this, what does it mean to be the the guy lighting it up on a terrible team? Bradley Beal uh, might be. Because people don't understand a Harvey Grant reference now. They're sure not going to in right. 15 years. <laughs> but Beal, though, is too big a name, too. I, I, I put him down just because Washington and the Wizards are just terrible. The, the reason to watch the Wizards, if you enjoy no defense, like I, when are the Wizards playing the Warriors? Because that, that game is going to be 160-161. Oh, Each team's going to shoot 35% from the field. But there'll be so many shots. And, you know, the, just, you can change the shot clock down to about six seconds in that game, you know, and uh, but uh, the Wizards are so terrible. So from a fantasy standpoint, I really take flyers like I'm going with Rui tonight. I'm going uh, we'll get to our FanDuel uh, picks. But anyone in a game with uh, Washington, they got Charlotte. So I'm going with Devontae Graham. Um but uh, the Wizards seem ripe, and Bradley Beal is the most obvious, too big a name, but the most obvious Harvey Grant. Let's dive into the, some of the smaller names. Who's next on your list, Alex? Uh, I have Marcus Morris, uh, member of the Celtics last year. Actually, a pretty good fantasy season last year. I yeah. openly scoffed at the idea of drafting him in like the top 120 this season. Uh, but I Because there's see- 14, 14 forwards on the Knicks roster? Essentially, I was like, I'm not going to trust David Fisdale. Morris generally hasn't done well, hasn't been an elite fantasy player, even in great minutes. Uh, but he's getting a ton of minutes right now. He's the 55th ranked fantasy player, 19.6 boards. I don't think the percentages that he has are unsustainable. The team is a mess. He is the not afraid to shoot. The Portis, are, Portis not working out. He seems, Portis seems to be the odd man out, frankly, in New York. I, yeah, I think so. Um, but he's and a guy Robinson. where and Robbins, why aren't they giving Robinson more minutes? I, that is the question that every fantasy owner who drafted him in the top 40 is, uh, banging their heads over <laughs> right now. Right. Who in the Knicks organization is saying, you know who the future is? Taj Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride saw, that I, hundred year old horse to the finish line. I saw a story that, uh, David Fisdale was talking to the media and he said that after, I think he said that after every game, <clears throat> James Dolan comes up to him, basically gives him a pat on the back and is like, gives him encouraging words. Like, yeah, we, you know, we got it, David, like good work. You know, I, I believe in you. Like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so depressing. I just like, I'd, I'd pretend I'm in the bathroom. I can't talk to the owner. I'm in the bathroom now. Sorry. I wouldn't. I mean, how patronizing is that? Have you seen like, Fisdale's last few press conferences? It's so I, sad. I have oh. toned. I I've tuned it out, but I can actually just in my mind see like his face, well, his droopy face. 
the GM and president threw him under the bus five or six days ago, right. uh, making some absurd comment about how these guys, you know, this current roster isn't playing up to their abilities and something's wrong. You know, kind of like a lot of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, you picked this terrible roster. <laughs> That's, you know, Fisdale is trying to turn lemon into lemonade. And, you know, the least you could do is at least be a unified front with this disaster. And they can't even do that all of, like, 13 games in. So, I, honestly, the New York press is feels so bad for Fisdale. They literally, they just throw him softball questions. And Fisdale, he just looks like 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 being fired would help. <laughs> you know, like I just so, think it would. I think so he would be sad. happy to be fired. He, I'm tell, if you catch the next few Nick postseason uh, games you'd be shocked it's the new york press because they're so nice to him because they, everyone just feels so sorry that he's part of this mess but we're i'm getting way off the topic here marcus morris is legit fantasy option because marcus yes. morris always has that bill simmons more confidence than you're supposed to have i forget what simmons calls it irrational confidence irrational confidence marcus morris is like the king of irrational uh confidence you know, he he is shoot first, taking it, you know, apologize later. And uh, he's always going to get his. And uh, I don't see anyone in New York standing up to him. And, and frankly, if Todd Gibson is your starting center, maybe him shooting first isn't such a terrible idea. I mean, who's going to stand up to him? The top five guys in terms of field goal attempts right now and on the Knicks are Morris, Barrett, Randall, Bobby Portis, and Alfred Payton. I mean, who there? Is going. I mean, maybe Randall, but who there's going to be like, you know what, Marcus? Randall, no. yeah. I don't see Marcus passing to Randall, and I don't see Randall passing to Morris. You know, like those guys are both because they're basically just slight variations of each other. Uh, Morris has a better outside shot, but yeah, no one's taking the ball away from Morris. It's not going to happen. Alfred Payton is just is going to be happy to get. He's going to be getting starting minutes soon when he's healthy again. He's just happy to have an NBA job. R.J. Barrett's ten years old. He's not going to. He's not confronting these veterans. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so to your point, Marcus Morris, here is your Harvey Grant Award. Uh, I'm traveling west. Traveling yeah. west. Yes. Thought we so we were talking about train wrecks. Would you say Golden State Warriors this season qualify as a train wreck? Yes. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Pascal. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. Is it Pascal? I think it is. Uh, Second-round pick for the Warriors. Uh, he's 20 points, six boards his last five games. This Warrior roster is terrible. Uh, Green's their only healthy veteran, and we know he's offensively lim- limited. They are begging for this second-rounder who, I'll tell you, he has an NBA body. He is the opposite of Brandon Ingram. He is thick. <laughs> he is ready yes. to hurt people. Pascal, Pascal, I, I am not getting in front of Eric Pascal on a fast break. I'm not taking that. That is no thank you. He's a big man. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so I love Pascal. Uh, check your waiver wire. What is his ownership in Yahoo? Let's let's. I should have looked that up pre. Uh, can't be too high, can it? I don't know. I will. Oh, six, say, I will say sixty-seven percent on. Go ahead. No, okay. go ahead. I will say, I mean, when you know, we were getting ready for the season at Rotowire, we were writing player outlooks, and I did a lot of these second-round college guys and, and kind of late college guys. Pascal and Grant Williams for the Celtics were the two guys that stood out to me 
at when I when I was going through their college history and their awards yeah. and everything like that as I'm not sure these guys have like huge weaknesses. Like I these guys seem like they're they're can't well fail around. kind of a guys. Yeah. And um I'm glad I mean no one thought that Pascal would be getting this kind of opportunity. But like you said, I mean he's he's six six, two fifty five. Um you know, he he hasn't I, I think he has better passing ability than he's he's even shown. Uh, but I mean, you know, uh, the the 17 he's, points on 12 shots is really nice. He's aggressive. He He's shooting yeah. almost five free throws a game, which is something you do like to see. And he's he's not great on the three, but he's confident enough to take almost three a game. And when the when the Warriors are as bad as they are, there's yeah. no reason for him not to shoot three threes a game. Exactly. I And so short term, I love him. And frankly, long term. You know, when you have a mess season like this, it does give lots of opportunity to lots of guys. Most of them don't seize that opportunity. But he looks to me kind of like a Robert Covington, you know, in, during the process in Philadelphia. Oh, here's sure. someone who could rise from the ashes and be a legitimate NBA veteran. Like, he already looks like that. I'm overreacting to five games, but give me pieces of Eric Pascal. Not just now, but in a keeper league, I think he's proving to be a legitimate NBA player. You, you, I, you're, I mean, you bring up Grant Williams for the Celtics. I love him as a Celtics fan. I think fantasy-wise, though, he's always going to be a glue guy. He's the make the hockey pass, uh, help out well on defense, um, never complain. Um, but I don't know if they're ever going to draw a play up for Grant Williams. Sure, I, that, that's a good point that that you're bringing up. I think. Yeah, in my in my mind, I was thinking like real basketball, quote unquote. Well, he, um, he is he is real exactly basketball right. legit though. He is real basketball yes. legit. He's past Semi Ojale on the depth chart. He is a rookie, yet he understands the nuance of the game. He's a classic. He's a guy you want on your NBA roster, maybe just not your fantasy roster. All right, who's your next Harvey Grant? Someone I traded for in the in our keeper league, which is Tristan Thompson. A win now move. Uh, that's that's definitely a win now move. It is a win now move, but he's only on a I think a one B contract, so he's virtually free if I decide to keep him. Um, sixty <laughs> sixth ranked player, fifteen points, ten boards, two assists. Watch out, Nikola Jokic. Uh, one point <laughs> five blocks per game for Tristan Thompson. John Beeline seems to like him and is completely fine having him handle the ball. Um, the pick how and roll old, game. How old would you guess Thompson is? Oh boy, I think he's twenty nine. Good, good job. I actually thought he was in his thirties. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Anyway, yeah. I don't know he's why. A, I, he's been. Well, I mean, he, you know, he came into the league as a twenty year old, so he's. You know, we're we're in his ninth season here, but uh, I don't know I why. Think I always just think he's too older. much of him. You know, with LeBron coming yeah, back yeah. to Cleveland, yeah. the amount of Tristan Thompson that you've watched relative to his skill level is beyond comprehension. <laughs> all of us, I should say, we've all been subjected to a lot Overexposed. of Tristan Thompson. Yes, so we're all like, this dude's like, he's like thirty-eight, right? And I actually think one of the <laughs> I, I think he's Il- I just assume he's Ilgowskis. <laughs> right. Is that Ilgowskis out there? <laughs> Um, African-American Ilgowskis. He must be 38, 39. <laughs> um, Thompson, I the I, I think the, you know, the 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 funny part for him is when he hit, I think he hit two threes when he was playing in Philadelphia the other day. Um, a guy who famously switched shooting hands. Right. Uh, if you go to his basketball reference page, no. it says left crossed out, and then it says right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. I you know I will contend. I mean, he is he is and always has been an elite offensive rebounder. Yes, he's had four offensive rebounds per game over the past two seasons. We gen, you know, he has plenty of opportunities for offensive rebounds given the quality of team that he's been playing on for a while. But um, he's a, Love, he's a guy. Where Kevin Love's not going to he, stay healthy. There's just no way, right? Like, there's going to be big minutes. They're not getting 80 games out of Kevin Love. And for some, whatever reason, Larry Nance is only going to start 20. Yep. John Henson has failed at multiple stops. Tristan Thompson's going to play till his knees bleed. 100%. And, you know, especially on the on the offensive end, Kevin Love is largely a perimeter player now, so he's not in there stealing offensive boards. Um, but, yeah, John, Thompson's a guy who's just been working out in fantasy and he should be picked up in every league. I don't, that's not even close to a, a, a stretch. Like he needs to be, even if you're in a 10 team league, like get Tristan Thompson. And he, uh, for, and, and understand, uh, he's having a, even though everyone knows who he is, this is the first time he's ever North of more than 12 points a game in his career. And the, the times he was just a hair under 12 was 2012, 2013. He's at 15 point, just under 15 points a game. You're right. The new coaches in Cleveland, I think, like him a lot. They have no other options. And it's a terrible team. Tristan Thompson, here is your Harvey Grant Award. <laughs> uh, you have a center for us in Atlanta. I'm going to legitimate. Right. That's not Alex. We're actually going to go a little legitimately young here. I'm going with former warrior Damian Jones. So, you know, the huge part of the Harvey Grant Award is opportunity and as Alex Lynn proved prior years in Atlanta opportunities everything Damian Jones 24 years old uh young 611 center on a Hawks team building for the future that lacks bigs uh I think there's upside here so he started five games in a row as they've the Alex Lynn experiment seems to be over in Atlanta there's nothing wrong with Lynn health-wise just not good and uh, admittedly, the results have been up and down for Jones. Really bummed that uh, James Anderson, I think, jumped on Jones bef- uh, before I did here in our keeper league. But he's had two uh, lots of block potential, had a four-block game in uh, a, a big loss to the Clippers. I'm going to assume half of that was in garbage time. But uh, a lot of opportunities for blocks here, a lot of opportunities for rebounds, especially if you're a center-scarce league I like the upside, the the possibility of Harvey Grant status for Damian Jones. I'm not handing him <laughs> I, the trophy yet. It's there though. It's possible. Yeah, I've I've watched a few uh, Atlanta Hawks games this year because they're I mean they're a well coached, exciting team. Trey Young is there. Um, I'm also famously an Alex Len believer, and so it, that's been a little you painful. Are, but you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Damian Jones and <clears throat> and also Bruno Fernando. Yes. <laughs> Are two guys that that have been they're putting up very similar stats, uh, but per 36 minutes, exactly the same amount of points, exactly similar rebounds, block numbers are, are pretty similar. Um, I think you know the main problem with Jones moving forward, and I think the reason it's part of his inconsistency is that he's extremely foul heavy. He 6.4 personal fouls per 36 minutes. It's just hard to stay in the game if you're hacking that much, even if your minutes aren't that high. Uh, but I agree. I mean, Jones and Fernando, I don't know if I would actually have, I mean, for, Jones is getting the start. So he's, he has all the recognition and I think he's playing more minutes per game than Fernando. 
though only by four. So those are two guys I would definitely keep an eye on for deeper leagues. I would keep an eye on in keeper leagues, especially if they're deep. You know, if you're in like a 14-team keeper league with deep rosters, like either of these guys, if you're if you're tanking, uh, you just grab go, these guys. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I want your sure. opinion on this, Alex. So Collins is out because of the suspension. Yeah. I generally assume they want Collins playing power forward, not, not yes. you know, some small ball five, but for the most part, power forward. What do they Jabari Parker's playing? Well, I don't think he's yes, playing he much is. defense, but he looks good in the box score. DeAndre Hunter, you'd be crazy, crazy to put Parker at the three and limit DeAndre Hunter's development. What do you think happens when Collins comes back? You know, I hate to tell you this, but Jabari Parker has a almost he has basically a neutral net rating and DeAndre Hunter is at like minus 17. Um, I don't know. I mean, they definitely want Collins at power forward. They've said that multiple times. They want him to develop a three point shot. They want someone else near the rim. I think I think you can't you can't let Parker not play. He's too he's playing too well. His contract is so he's on such a valuable contract that they could play him and try to trade him. They could play him and try to keep him. I mean, he's still, you know, he's 24 years old. Not that I think he'll necessarily be healthy, but I would not be surprised if actually sort of like you alluded to Hunter loses some time to Jabari Parker. If they have Jabari play at small forward or Cam Regis just almost completely loses his role um, or Vince Carter takes a seat, a lot of nights or stuff like that. I think they're you see Hunter possibly getting a shooting guard minutes? Um, I don't know if he's actually he's according to Basketball Reference he's logged forty seven percent of his minutes at shooting guard. Okay, so, I, I had it in my head about all right. So I could all right. So that that could work. I mean, to your point, Parker's they got Parker on a cheap two year deal, only twenty four. I'm not surprised the net rating is more favorable for Parker than Hunter, you know, on a small sample size of 15 games. I mean, Hunter is sure. on a rookie trajectory. Sure had a nice game against the Bucks this week. Yes, he did. 27 and 11, uh, something like that. Um, but uh, interesting. So, you, so, so let me rephrase what I think I hear you saying. Maybe we see Hunter a little more at shooting guard. We see Jabari at the three when Collins comes back. And uh, our two-headed mess of Jones and Fernando keeps – trying to uh, break out at center? Uh, that that seems very plausible to me. I think, you know, you having Jabari, especially with the second unit, being a scorer in that yeah. role, um, and he's played pretty well with Trey Young kind of in the pick and roll, almost like the John Collins role, that it would yeah. surprise me if they didn't continue utilizing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Parker's... I don't know if Parker's fast enough to guard other good threes to guard legit wings, you know? I don't think they care about winning games right now, so I, <laughs> I don't know if it matters. Actually, your showcase your showcase Parker for a trade is interesting. I just, I don't think the, I think the, though, I think there are a lot of teams could have signed Jabari this summer. I don't right. think the bidding got too, too crazy for Jabari this summer. I don't see a lot of GMs going, gosh darn it, we really missed the boat on that Jabari <laughs> Parker. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't know how many teams are willing to take the risk, but we're going to move on. Let's uh, move on. You, your next Harvey Grant was someone that you beat me by about 30 seconds to typing his name <laughs> in for the Harvey Grant Award. Let's take me to Sacramento, Alex. One of my 
similar to Alex Len. You know, if Rashawn Holmes and Alex Len were on the same team, I mean, you love yeah. s- slow post op possibilities. Give them to me. <laughs> Rashawn Holmes, um, 81st ranked player. Now, I don't know exactly what's going to happen when Marvin Bagley comes back, uh, but <laughs> Dwayne Dedman, another guy. Dwayne who, Dead, yeah, who we love in our, yeah. Oh, our failed love of bad centers that we think are going to peak. Ed, yeah, Devin on the pile. He and Lynn are Holmes, hanging out. Holmes just might be the center for this team now. Uh, like I said, 81st ranked player, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 1.4 blocks, 64% field goal, 79% free throw. You know, none of that's particularly crazy for Holmes, who has been a really good fantasy player when he actually gets the minutes. Um, has always been a great energy guy. Um, his nicknamed Dunk Man, which is maybe the most generic nickname I've ever heard for a tall person. I've also heard him referred to as the basketball player. <laughs> a six eleven guy, Dunk Man. <laughs> dunk Man. I was like one that was given to him in middle school, and it just kind of right. stuck. Rebounder. Uh, re- <laughs> um, and he's doing he's doing all this in twenty six minutes per game, which is a completely viable workload for him to have once uh, like, Bagley like, returns. And- and like Jabari Parker on a two-year deal, cheap, dirt cheap. So they, so they have. A, there's a future. He's not a one-year rental. They, they have a future with him. Right, and that's 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 basically my pitch for uh, for for Rashawn Holmes. Now the the Kings have been improved lately. They're winning some games. I know people. You know, it was one of those situations where prior to the season, everyone was like, you know, these teams that play in India during the preseason, they always come back and they start slow. And then the Kings started slow, and everyone's like, the Kings are terrible. Everyone panic. And now it's been like a month, and they're starting to win games again. I kind of feel like everyone forgot about the India thing. Um, but well, they're, they're, they're six and seven. They're right under 500. Frankly, they're going to be, I, I, well, we're going to get, oh, we forgot to talk about which, which, uh, outside of the top eight Western teams will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think the Kings are a lot. When Fox gets healthy and Bagley, my, my concern with Holmes is just does do Holmes and Bagley play well together because they seem kind of similar. Holmes does not shoot from outside. It's why you and I fell in love with Deadman going to Sacramento in the off season because uh, he does hit threes. Holmes does not. So I'm a little curious about how Holmes does with Bagley. It's weird because Holmes had a history of shooting threes. Like that was the part of the reason I liked him back in 2016, 17, when he was part of like the process 76ers is he was shooting a three and a half per game and hitting him at 35%. And he hasn't shot a three in two years. They so turned I, it off. He, it's like he's right. gone backwards in time. It's like, right. it's kind of like the 1980s. Yeah. It's like the Spurs DeRozan treatment. Like, <laughs> Hey, you were, you were doing great developing this three pointer. How about, the- yeah, just stop. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Exactly. I know everyone's getting big contracts by hitting threes. We'd like you to to not do that. <laughs> we want we want your game to devolve, or right? Keep you cheap, but it doesn't to, make to, any sense at all. Yeah. To your point, I I don't think they need to share the court a ton together because, like I said, Holmes is doing this in 26 minutes per game. The amount of time that Bagley and Holmes need to spend on the court together is pretty minimal. Yeah. So if they get staggered, then I think you're fine. Uh, you have one. You have a rookie for us, actually. I do, oh, and rookie. I think Savvy, well, Savvy fantasy players do know his name. I just don't think he qualifies for a Harvey Grant because I just don't think generic NBA fans know him. But rookie Brandon Clark is a stocks machine in Memphis. Is he starting? No. But he's getting minutes at backup center and backup power forward. His senior at Gonzaga, he averaged 4.1 steals plus blocks a game. 
He's getting 1.8 now. Um, I think he's going to get more as the season progresses. Plus, he hits threes. I love big guys. Anyone who gets blocks and threes, I become infatuated with. Like a young Rudy Gay, I always overbid for. Because I could not resist the block and three combination. Brandon Clark has that. Uh, Hey, season average game rankings on Yahoo. He's at 56. So this is not a hot take. This might be fairly obvious. But everyone needs to know who Brandon Clark is. And Memphis is terrible. They'd be absurd. Even though they've got Jackson, they'd be crazy not to develop Clark. Jackson gets in foul trouble a lot, so Clark uh, gets a pretty good opportunity. Clark is one of those weird situations where he fell to 21st in the draft, and that still did not stop a bunch of fantasy, uh, you know, experts and and people around the industry to just Nick like Whalen. take him. Nick's a yeah. huge, huge fan. Everyone, everyone was completely willing. I mean, I saw him go like 80 to 120 was a very common spot. I mean, how many guys who go 21st in the draft get picked there? And people were doing it with confidence. And so it's almost a kind of an inverse where I think the fantasy crowd was more right about Brandon Clark than the actual scouts. Give Memphis credit, though. They traded on draft day to to get him. So Memphis knew. Right. Um, So, I mean, the rest of the NBA. The rest of the NBA foolishly did not. Who I forget who did they trade? Who who who? Um, was, oh, this is a game. It was some I mean, other. It was some other crummy team. That, the Thunder. It was the. I I should know this. Um, uh, this July 6, twenty nineteen, traded by the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Memphis Grizzlies for Darius Baisley and a twenty twenty four second round pick. And how much would how much would the Thunder love to have Brandon Clark as a building block? Like I just don't get that. Who they got the they got that high upside overseas guy. I missed I missed your explanation there. Who did they get in the in that trade? The Thunder. Baisley? Baz I think it's Baisley. Yeah, the kid it's who Baisley. Was, didn't play in Australia. Um I I think so. I'm not seeing a college thing for him here. Or maybe I'm mixing up with Ferguson. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Darius Baisley did. Yeah, he's the one that got the New Balance that worked for New Balance oh, that's for right. a year. Yeah, uh, in their you know the New Balance college program. Clark, Clark <laughs> is he, also an older rookie, which maybe people because Baisley's 19, Clark is 23. Played yeah. last year at Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga, but then San Jose State two years before that. But I mean, the I don't know. The pendulum swinging. The yes. pendulum is swinging where. It's now like, remember how the Oakland A's were smart for drafting college pitchers instead of high school pitchers? And like, well, there's actually a body of record that's meaningful versus these crazy (laughs) kids that could be awful or, you know, amazing. Like maybe that body of record is actually meaningful and the Clarks of the world should get picked. I mean, he's on a winning team, too. It's like DiVincenzo at Villanova. That Gonzaga squad knew how to win. You knew. I think that's why the fantasy community also was like. Clark knows how to play this game. He's going to fit in naturally as a 21-year-old. He's already played really high-level competition versus a Baisley. We may not know who Baisley is four years from now. You mean to tell me that someone who played three years of legitimate college basketball has more experience than someone who had an internship at New Balance? <laughs> that is my 
postulated theory here that uh, wow, I'm not articulating very well. Wow, I hope any <laughs> scouts listening to this podcast hear that. I'm available for NBA jobs. We all are available for consulting. Okay, I don't think it's a breach of contract. I don't know if for, uh, for us point. to consult for NBA teams. Well, yes, let's take the yeah. Uh, okay, well, those are this year's Harvey Grant Awards. I hope we'll make this an annual thing. I hope the Grant family's listening. I doubt it, but uh, I hope so. Uh, you know, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, who now playing for Denver after breaking out of the Thunder last year. I want to say Horace and Harvey are his uncles. I'm not sure. Or maybe one of them is his dad. Anyway, Jeremy Grant is related to the twins of uh, Harvey and Horace Grant. Harvey is his father. Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Maybe Jeremy will get traded again to a terrible team, and Jeremy Grant can earn his father's Harvey Grant Awards. Uh, I can picture that talk at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear uh, what Ken said on that podcast? <laughs> Wait a minute. The K-Train? He's checking in on the Grant family? Hey-oh. <laughs> Well, fantasy basketball fans, the regular season is an absolutely full swing, and FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone. Tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just 25 cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching your results in real time. I'll confess, Alex, I love playing. I love playing 50-50s. Getting a lineup in, I have the you know, sit in my recliner down in the man cave, which is still under repair, um, with the phone in my lap and just watching me, you know, whether it's a group of 20 or a group of 100, watching me bounce around in real time with various uh, games on. I really enjoy both the FanDuel app. I think their website front end is the best. Anyway, FanDuel, play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes. Take advantage of RotoWire's special offer for new users. Sign up today, people, at fanduel.com slash RW. Here's a hint. The RW is for RotoWire. That's mm-hmm. fanduel.com slash RotoWire. You'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription for your first deposit on FanDuel. That includes everything on RotoWire, not just our basketball content. All of our DFS lineup optimizers, premium articles, draft software, Fantasy hockey help will be ready for fan. You'll be ready for your uh, rotisserie baseball auctions. Ready for all your daily baseball will fall into that six month uh, window. Just visit fanduel.com slash RW void where prohibited. New fanduel registrants only restrictions do apply. See fanduel.com slash RW for details. So let's talk a little fanduel. Um, yeah. I'm going to kick things off. With, uh, well, actually, I will say the like you alluded to earlier with Washington, Washington uh, is hosting Charlotte tonight. The over under in that game, 234 and a half. I actually 344. Take the over. (laughs) I think I opened it. I think it opened at 233 and it's gone up. Personally, I'd be inclined to take the under because it's a divisional game. But, you know, uh, that that is. That is divisional six points games, higher. Uh, divisional games are meaningful for teams that have a future. Sure. That's actually <laughs> a good point. Uh, that mark is six points higher than the next highest game, which is Houston at Clippers. So a lot of people, uh, whether, you know, 
a lot of people are going to be flocking to Washington Charlotte for sure. Yeah. But I will say the first guy that I want to bring up is Rudy Gobert. It's against Golden State. Gobert is 8,600, which if you were getting Gobert at 8,600 last year, you would have played him every single night. That is an absurdly low price for Gobert compared to what we've seen him do in the past. He's averaging 48 fa- uh, fantasy points over the past five games. That exceeds value on his price. Uh, we've talked extensively about Golden State. We like Eric Pascal. I don't think he can guard Rudy Gobert uh, down low. Uh, no. Neither can Willie Cauley-Stein or anybody else on that team. So uh, I think the size of Gobert is going to be a problem for the Warriors. Uh, and I just think this is this is, is probably going to be. I think there's a really strong chance, and this is going to kind of be my theme of today that this is the lowest price you might see him at in a while. And when the matchup is fine, um, you, I think it's it's a it's a great place to get some value on stars. To your point about the low price, he's a thousand dollars cheaper than Andre Drummond. Now I love Drummond playing the Hawks and that mess you just described at center, but a thousand bucks cheaper against a Golden State team where Collie Steins are only legitimate center, and he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I was trying to think of a a wittier description of how bad Collie Stein is. Doesn't have to be witty. Yeah, just terrible. <laughs> That's the best I could come up with. Uh, I am I am fascinated by Kali Stein's face tattoos. It, uh, I'll be honest, it freaks me out. As an old guy, I'm like, I, I can't imagine walking into a store and saying, please put this here. I just can't imagine that. I think it's, it's different when you're an NBA player rather than like a podcaster. Uh, yeah, or, he's not doing any job interviews, you're saying. Right. Not that that should you know discriminate anybody anyway, but... Um, I, I agree. I would, I'm, I am not one. I, I can promise you that I won't be getting a face tattoo anytime <laughs> soon. That makes two of us. Well, let's, let's get back to that Washington dumpster fire. I cannot resist Devonte Graham at 7,400. I'm not even sure that's a bargain price, but I just find the, the wizards. I, I want to say bullets. You know, I want to say bullets, Alex. I, I cannot find <laughs> the wizards defense defensible at all whatsoever. Literally, my logic here is just Graham is the leading scorer for the Hornets and the Wizards are absolutely terrible. I'm playing Graham. That's a completely legitimate reason. You're you're right about the price. The price, I think it's as highest it's been all season, but I don't think that it's a bad price. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who has taken 15 shots in about half of his games. Um, He's he's got, you know, his in terms of they want him to shoot they want want him him to shoot shoot. yeah and yeah i mean he's he's outplayed terry rozier on a number of occasions he's a guy who we've seen put up 50 fantasy points 45 fantasy points the whole thing so um yeah against the wizards team it makes sense that his price is a little inflated because the pace of this game might be you know they might score 40 more points than the slowest paced game of the night yeah all right you, you uh you've got a favorite of mine at point guard tonight Kemba Walker at 7,600. I like I that was like a double take moment for me. Um, he is he is basically the same price as Devonte Graham. I maybe that True. maybe that says it all. Um, <laughs> lowest price of the season by $600 for Kemba Walker. You don't understand why his price is relatively low. I mean, he's coming off two games where he totaled for about 50 fantasy points. 
He's playing, I think, at Denver, um, you know, a hard place to play. But they've had they've had at least one day off. I mean, this isn't like a back to back situation. I mean, he's still hit 40 fantasy points in eight games this season. As much as the Celtics run and, you know, kind of an egalitarian offense where Brown can handle and Smart can handle, I think Walker still has to be the driving primary scoring and ball handling force of this team. And it's really just the point of attack, at least. And I think this is a great bounce back opportunity. I can't, I, the, trying to envision a Kemba Walker at lower than 7,600 is crazy to me. So I think, I think this is just an opportunity where I don't care what the matchup is. I think this is the best price I'm going to give him at all season. Well, I think the whole re- just regressing to the mean for Walker, who, frankly, I mean, I know why he had a terrible game against the Clippers. Their defense yeah. is stifling. Their, de- you know, by the way, we haven't even talked about that amazing overtime Clippers Celtics game. If that's our NBA Finals this year, I'll be ecstatic. Obviously, I'm a Celtics fan, but that game was so entertaining. The old school defense, it was like Pistons Bulls. Oh, man, it was just um, Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart might be the two fiercest dogs in the NBA. And they were pulling out every trick. Did you talk about Beverly's uh, where he flopped the wrong way when Tatum (laughs) touched his face? No, we did not discuss that. Tatum touches Beverly, like literally grazes him with his fingertip. I don't I'm not even sure Beverly even felt it. But he does this wild flop. But the funny thing is he flops to his right when, if anything, Tatum would have been hitting him to his left. And he got the foul. Oh. But anyway, you know, when Marcus Smart does that, I'm like, that's it, that's amazing. And then when, you know, <laughs> Beverly does it, like, oh, that's terrible. Uh, anyway, okay, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm cutting. We're, we're running a little long here. I'm going to bring up two cheapies that I like tonight. Okay. Uh, Joe Harris, 4,900 against Sacramento. Remember, no Levert, no Kyrie for the Nets. Also, amazing beard on Joe Harris. So uh, I like him at 4,900. But then really cheap, Duncan Robinson at Chicago, 3,900. He's had 25 and 31 fantasy points the last two games. He's clearly feeling it. He's super cheap. Still no Winslow, no waiters for the Heat. They keep they, they like starting Duncan Robinson. Uh, and at 3,900, I'll take the upside. I, uh, I'm going to go Chris Paul, uh, sticking with my theme here, Chris Paul at 7,200. Um, it, I can't remember him on a price this low. This is versus the Lakers. Uh, Chris Paul obviously has some history in LA that was not necessarily against the, the Lakers. He was obviously a member of the Clippers, but, uh, Chris Paul averaging 38 fan duel points crosses past six home games. I think that's a meaningful sample. And again, a guy who we, we all know he can go off for 40 fantasy points on any given night would not be surprising. So the fact that you can give him at 7,200 is very surprising. And I would like to say, looking at both of our picks, that if you, I don't know if the positions match up. I think they do. I think you can start a lineup with the six, seven guys that we've mentioned and feel pretty good about like where yeah. you're, where you're headed. Um, kind of a mix I, of value and starters. And I may have to throw out my lineup and just go with this mosh, start with this six. And, and again, I don't know. Uh, Jabari Parker also cheap, 6,900 against the the Pistons. Uh, they are 28th against Power Forward. Ah, actually, I, I like your advice better than mine. I think I might have to trash my lineups and go and figure out how to get Chris Paul <laughs> in there. I don't know. We'll see. Or you're right. We'll make them work together. Right. Um, okay, it's been a while, but you have an old man rant for us. Ah, stop ruining Thanksgiving! 
Who are these Christmas Nazis that hang decorations in early November? Blowing off Turkey Day is un-American. Do not distract me with your early Christmas gift demands. I don't want to hear about how you need an Apple Watch, talking speaker, doohickey, blah 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 I need to focus on three things, Alex. Gravy, food, and scaring family members with inappropriate behavior. Yes, gravy is so good it gets its own category. I focus on gravy. Now let me share with you, my loving audience, my annual tip for enjoying the holidays. And I, Alex, I know you'll remember this. The night before the big evening, the big day of festivities, go to the basement of whatever house you're celebrating at and hide a folding chair, a stool, even a utility bucket that you can flip upside down. All right. Then the next day, when this and this applies to Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, when the party's in full swing and you're going a little crazy with a little too much family interaction, you go down to the ba- oh, you get a glass, you pour a generous. A generous serving of bourbon into said glass. I like one of those big cocktail ice cubes. You then quietly go down to the basement as if you're helping out with the party. You grab that chair and you hide behind the furnace and enjoy 15 minutes of serenity <laughs> now. it's the, I do it every year. I do it at my house. I do it at my mother-in-law's house. It's the best. And then you're recharged to talk to family members. Anyway, that's my trip is hide behind the furnace. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. That sounds like the premise of a commercial for NBA League Pass. If uh, if there were games on Bring Thanksgiving, like you pull out the phone, yeah, it's like, well, you know, would we they got show something. the bourbon? Doesn't Crown that would be Crown Royal, right? They used to have those Dr. J. Ads I think that Crown is, Royal. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be a good one. How about Dr. J. and me meeting behind the furnace drinking Crown Royal? I'd stay for more than fifteen minutes for that with a little League Pass on our phones. That'd be a hell of a Thanksgiving. That would be one awesome Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, I Doctor. I imagine your family members like, can you believe he's down there hanging out with Dr. J instead of <laughs> us? Like, are you serious? <laughs> well, the beauty of hiding behind the furnace, if you stick to the 15-minute rules, no one really notices. That's kind of a length, you know, it's a, like a lengthy bathroom trip. No one knows. And no yeah, one's in the middle of the party. No one. Yeah. You don't know where. Um uh, I don't. I don't think we had any mispronounced names. There were some question marks on the Pascal and the Baisley, but I think we nailed that down. Um, yeah, I got so Okay, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, thank you everybody joining us. The Road to Warrior Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah. For today's quote, we're going to go once again to Golden State and Coach Steve Kerr because this quote applies. When asked what he's seen from the Timberwolves this season, Kerr said, quote, ugly uniforms. I cannot stand those neon greens, and they pulled them out again, Alex, this Don't week. Like oh, terrible. Anyway, attention passengers. This three-go-two oh, car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.